Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Ink, a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global world-class employer providing a clean condition environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. All right, Kayla, welcome back. We've uh, had a couple weeks weeks off uh, with Thanksgiving and everything, but we're back. We're ready to go finish out the year strong. Uh, you've got some news for us to get caught up on. Uh, let's see. What do we have first here? The Sumter Items Fireside Fund, huh? Uh, yes, the Fireside Fund. And that sounds all warm and fuzzy, and I'm feeling all full and comfortable. <laughs> we just had a, uh, a potluck at our in our newsroom for one of our... Actually, someone who works out at the front desk, she's about to get married on Saturday, so... Congrats to her. Yes, congrats, Jordan. But um, I'm not sure, you know, that the best idea right before your wedding is to eat a bunch of <laughs> yellow foods. And that was one of the more successful potlucks I think we've it had. Was there was really so much food out there. And yeah, so she's... Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know what how how that's a really good strategy, but yeah. we had a lot of fun, that's for she sure. She must not be wearing a tight-fitting dress. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That, that is a big thing um, in, in, in newsrooms. If you haven't ever worked in one, that like most of a, a good part of our energy and efforts and day is spent <laughs> on who is bringing what and where are we eating and what are we doing about food? No, the hunt, Very, that, it's vital. The second you walk in, it's the first part of the conversation. Is what I actually brought my lunch today. I was, I was Ooh, because we're all obsessed choice. with food here. I've gained too much weight since I <laughs> since I've been here in six months and said, all right, I'm going to start packing like a peanut butter sandwich. I'm not going to go have that big burger or something nice from Subway. I'm just going to have a peanut butter sandwich. And How's I come in, for you? I come in, and there's just a massive spread yep. of uh, fried chicken and pepperoni. And I, now uh, you have second lunch. Yeah, now I have second lunch. I can <laughs> that I'll have later in the basket game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sumter Items Fireside Fund. I was reading this article recently. It sounds like a really great, uh, a really great program. And uh, we spotlighted a story recently where it really helped uh, a mother of four, right? Yes. So this is something that the item has been doing every winter since 1969. And we ask people, we ask our readers to donate money, either cash or check. And we, we're really just kind of the middleman in this, but we then give every single penny of that to Sumter United Ministries, which we've highlighted. We highlight them a lot, um, but that's just because they do so much good for the community and especially for people who are in need. Um, this specifically helps with heating costs. So the United Ministries kind of has, the, so to go back for a second, they provide um, emergency services like food and shelter and clothing, and they also help out with bill pays. You know, So if you're about to get your heat turned off or your electricity bill is really high. Um, they'll help out with that in different ways. They've also expanded to do, an edu- they have an education ministry. They're actually under construction right now on a brand new uh, homeless shelter. And this fund specifically is for winter months to help with heating costs. So um, clients that go there on average spend between 150 and $175 a month on kerosene if that's the only heating source in their home. And for low-income families or low-income people, that's a lot of their paycheck. Absolutely. Um, it's a lot of all of, you know, everyone's paycheck, whether you make a lot of money or not. And if you do really have to choose, you know, between getting a new pair of socks for your kids or heating your house or getting food, you know, that's 
it's something that uh, no one wants to make that choice. So we have been helping out with that in the past few decades. And the, the so each week what Central United Ministries does is they provide us kind of like with an anecdote. They tell us a little bit about a client who has been helped. And this week's anecdote was about, yes, a woman who is a single mother of four. Uh, she and her fiance came in asking for heating help. And they actually came in too late for the interview. They came in at the end of business hours on a Friday. And uh, United Ministries was closing for the weekend. But the director of the crisis relief ministry ended up giving her a just a heater from like, their warehouse, you know, just a personal heater to use for the weekend. And when they came in, she was able to explain she had gotten in a car accident. So she was still recovering from those injuries. Her fiance suffers from a neuropathy from neuropathy caused by a gunshot wound that he mm. sustained when he was a teenager. So it's, you know, it's sometimes it's long-term things that happen that lead you to this point. Sometimes it's, you know, you're a single mom or you're, you're anyone else and you lose your job or your job, you know, your hours get cut and you just, uh, you're trying to make ends meet. So, um, last week we raised a, a lot of money. It was really great. We raised like $2,200. We've already gotten about $8,000 this year which is great. So hopefully people keep feeling generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we raised about $48,000 total. We do it through February, something like that. Okay. I'll, I'll get back to everyone. We'll be, we'll be updating throughout the winter on this because it's a really good, really good way for people to be charitable for a directly good cause. You know, like you're donating your money and every single penny of it is going to help people in your community. Yeah, it's, that is a, a great program. I, I I mean, I've, of course, been there. I guess everyone's been there at some point where they get those notifications on the bank that you're under $100 or something in the mm-hmm. bank account for whatever reason. And then... Uh, We're all reporters here. <laughs> we know how that works. Yeah. And then, uh, so to have some sort of program like this, because, you know, it can get so cold. Uh, it can get so cold overnight down here. Um, such such big swings from the uh, from just a couple months ago. And uh, yeah, it, it, and those bills can get so high. I've, you mm-hmm. know, I've seen... Gosh, I've seen heating bills two fifty, three hundred fifty dollars before, and uh, yeah, to have any kind of help like that is such a uh, such a great program. And like you mentioned, uh, it is. It sounds like the funds a little bit down this year, so yeah, anything people can do to help out, mm-hmm. uh, get it back up to where it was last year, because obviously uh, the need doesn't change from year to year. It's always it's always there, right? And so I mean, and, and they're able to help people out, you know, year to year to year. People, the community is pretty good at supporting Central United Ministries, but the more they get, the more they can plan. And they don't have to just kind of go person by person and they don't have to ration quite as much with their funding. So the more we're able to give them through the fireside fund, the more that they can maybe go out and do some long term fixes on houses that need upgrades so that they don't, you know, people don't have to keep coming in for band-aids pretty much. Mm -hmm. They can actually go out and and do some some long lasting um, help. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. You have some bits of school news here, including one that uh, I thought was really interesting uh, out in Clarendon. Looks like they're going to have an influx of cash uh, due to uh, in the in the education um, district because of uh, um, a consolidation. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, the General Assembly has had a few bills that have been introduced in the past several years to consolidate low enrollment districts and just not not necessarily low enrollment but smaller districts um none of them have passed so the general assembly this year found 50 million dollars to allocate to four pairs of schools or four pairs of districts in these smaller rural counties across the state to kind of help them consolidate you know because any type of big move like that's going to cost money mm-hmm. um and it, it was kind of like a handwriting on the wall type of situation where 
they can take this money now and be supported more in consolidating and do it, you know, on their own or, you know, keep kind of losing enrollment and um, and losing funds and then have to be forced to do it in the future and then maybe not have this funding. So Clarendon, Clarendon has three school districts, one, two, and three. Two is where Manning High School is, and that is there's something about 2,400 students there. So they're not involved in this. The two that are going to merge, which is actually kind of interesting, they're geographically on opposite sides of Manning. Mm-hmm. So Manning will have the, be their own little district in the middle of the county. But Clarendon 1 and 3, which is Summerton and Turberville, they're going to merge. And um, and, and yeah. just to be clear, you're not saying like the high schools are merging, right? Just the school district the districts, itself. Right. So, so that yeah. was a big part of it that right now they're saying – that none of the schools will be merging. No schools will be closing. It's going to be mainly in administrative mm-hmm, merging. Mm-hmm. You know, merging. Um, that's where most of the costs are anyway. So that's hopefully where they're going to save money. You know, just by having, um, you know, th- these higher up positions. But uh, yeah, theoretically, as of now, what they're saying is it won't affect actual schools and whether they're open or not. So you know, yeah. if you go to school in Turbeville, you're not going to have to be bust all the way over. Yeah, East Clarendon, yeah. the Scotts Branch, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so the fifty million. I mean, there, you know, there'll be more figured out in the next couple of years. I think that they're gonna. It'll, it'll be for the start of next school year, so twenty 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 one is when mm-hmm. it'll start. Um, about twelve and a half million is going to be allocated for consolidation expenditures throughout the four districts, and that'll be kind of an even split because it's based on just consolidating, um, and they're all relatively the same size. And then the remaining, so that's about $37.5 million, is going to be split among the districts depending on need for upgrades to facilities and infrastructure and technology and other things. So depending on what the enrollment is, um, that, that'll depend on how much funding they get. But And just for to kind of give a, an example or to, you know, show show what, what how many people are going to be affected. Um, like I said, Manning... Clarendon School District 2, which is in Manning, has 2,700 students. Clarendon 1 only has 710. Hmm. Clarendon 3 has about 1,200. So. Yeah, yeah. Big differences there, obviously. But and uh, but when you get it, when they all come together, 1 and 3 essentially equal 2. So Right. So, right. so that'll be about equal then. All right. Our next story, uh, Wilson Hall. Uh, the title is Wilson Hall Joins a Tech Revolution. Uh, did we do a Sumter Today on this as well? Uh, you know, I should know that. But uh, no, for, no, 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 we didn't. No, we did something on Alice Drive Elementary. Okay, school. So okay, that, that's what I'm the thinking. The same type of uh, recognition, but got it. School. Okay, yeah, but this. Uh, so this is Wilson Hall, obviously. But we'll uh, be out there, Wilson Hall, eventually. That, don't worry. That, get right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did see some art from it. Looks like we took some photos, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sounds interesting. Talk about a bit about their joining the tech revolution here. Yes. So uh, Wilson Hall is one of the private schools in Sumter, and they're kind of a you know, a more traditional pencil on paper type of school. Are we going to, this happens. This is, this is what the uh, problem is with <laughs> well, when working, you're, on, working on Liberty Street. That's right. When you're, when your podcast studio is on beautiful Liber- Liberty Street, sorry, Micah. Of, <laughs> in front of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, you get some of these sirens. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Go, go ahead. All right. So Wilson Hall. Yeah. Um, private school in Sumter and they're kind of a, you know, a traditional pencil and paper lecture-based learning environment. Um, they've kind of, you know, very rigorous curriculum. They, you know, they send kids to really good schools. Um, but they apparently had alumni and parents and other teachers kind of come to them saying that they, you know, the, the project-based learning and the STEM curriculum 
is what's really important right now, getting into college and then getting into jobs. So they spent the last few years kind of transforming their curriculum into more of this 21st century job skills training type of um, aspect. And that so that includes so what says STEM, if we don't know this yet, STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. And they actually added the A to, to make it STEAM, so that's adding the arts. And it usually takes a few years of curriculum adjustments to get to it, but they were just nationally recognized in November as a STEAM school. And that's a really big deal. Not, you know, a lot of schools have STEM classes and they do, they have science labs and they do STEM kind of base learning, but it takes a, a precedent of multiple years in a row of having that curriculum in order to get actually nationally accredited. And they just did that. So congratulations. Yeah, great for them. Obviously, great, uh, great school over there, and uh, just expect them to get more and more recognition. With uh, we had a great uh, Wilson Hall graduate here over the summer uh, yeah. as a, as our intern, even. Um, yeah, Corbett. Uh, Corbett. Yeah, yeah. She, she's at Clemson now, and <laughs> yeah. um, she knew things about computers and designing <laughs> and software that I will never know. Well, I, I might, you know, I could know. But, <laughs> but we. But I haven't taken the time to learn, yeah, and she could do it way she, better. She learned it coming out of high school. She was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she really advanced and did great, and she's doing great at Clemson. So hopefully yeah. she'll come back in the summer again, teach us some of this stuff. Yes, please come back, Corbett. <laughs> yeah, like what mechatronics. This is one of the the types of classes that are in this new curriculum at Wilson Hall. What's mechatronics? I I, I, I don't even, <laughs> honestly don't even know how to spell it. I don't I, know what yeah. you're talking about I exactly. I just it's already here in spell check for yeah, me. But I have no idea. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, next, we've got so uh, a little bit of trivia. Yes. Uh, all right. So this is how many states celebrate State Arbor Day? Is that in, in December? December? In December. Yes. Yes. So Shaw Heights Elementary School recently celebrated State Arbor Day because mm. South Carolina celebrates it in December. It's the first Friday of every December. And are you kind of wondering like why? They did that in December because isn't it supposed to be in April? Is, a, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. That's what like people April should 22nd be thinking. or something like that, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so the answer is zero. There are no really? other states other wow. than South Carolina. Well, I guess I wrote it as how many states. So there's one. I wrote. Oh, yeah. I asked this question on Sumter today, which is our daily news show, and I said how many other states. So just wording. But gotcha. South Carolina is the only one to celebrate State Arbor Day in December, and they do that not just because they we like to be different. Um, Arbor Day statewide is what marks the beginning of the planting season. And that kind of is determined by climate. And um, in any given area, obviously, there's a lot of different climates in the United States. So there's a lot of uh, January and November and February celebrations of State Arbor Day kind of across the southeast. Mm-hmm. Most of the states in the north and to the east and the west celebrate it more in April. So State Arbor Day is based on the tree planting season, which I did oh, not know before. I had no I, idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look but, at that. You learned something today, folks. Yeah. National <laughs> Arbor Day is what is in April, which okay. is around Earth Day. But South Carolina Arbor Day, yep. December, Des- because of when First they... Friday of December. All right. All right. And so now, another fun thing here, the poll of the week. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are much more productive than I am, apparently. So <laughs> the, we asked people, have they finished their Christmas shopping yet? We had 51% say no, you know, which that's definitely where I'm at. Yeah. Um, 27% said mostly, 14% said yes. And uh, only 8% said I don't exchange gifts for the holidays. <laughs> so maybe the Grinch has been voting wow. lots of times to get up to 8% that 8%. of them, apparently. 
Yeah. The 14%, I am jealous of you. I don't know know. how in the world you could have... I didn't expect it to be that high. ...completed already. I, I, I... uh, yeah, I, and then you have to hide hide all the presents. Yeah, you know. it's it's a, it's a whole thing. Just to even, I mean, I haven't even. What what are we at? We're at the eleventh. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to give my wife yet. I, I just, know. I, I'm going to think about that. Does she uh, know what you're going to get her though? That's the real question. She's, she's already gotten me my gifts. I've right. gotten one big gift for my birthday and Christmas. So I'm already done. Okay. And uh, no, no. She oh didn't. right, you just had a birthday, didn't you? I Happy did. birthday. It, thank you, thank you very much. So you do the thing where you you do you combine them if they're close if a holiday and a birthday are close to each other? I not generally, but okay. this year I she knows that I wanted and needed a treadmill, and so we just she went big and nice. uh, got a treadmill that uh, she's like it's too expensive so it's going to be both your presents so she didn't get you a peloton that you can film yourself for a year <sighs> she didn't unfortunately <laughs> no <laughs> I, i'm not going to be on a peloton but uh you know it's it, it'll be a good treadmill regardless i yes, guess and yes. uh hopefully again help me work off the weight i'm gaining from uh working here at the from, item <laughs> right from <said> <laughs> yes exactly uh and, and you haven't finished your christmas shopping yet either no, you know, I haven't really started. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> so we're figuring, we, we just, considering we just had a wedding and uh, made much less money than we expected, I think we're actually now in debt. <laughs> um, but, you know, there might be a lot of photo prints. Okay, frames there you go. Yeah. Repurpose the, uh, yeah, yeah. the stuff from the wedding. There yeah. you go. Just make that last as long as possible. <laughs> I, think that's, uh, I think that's fair. And yeah. especially when you've got... Uh, You've got a great photographer in the family. There you go. You know. Happy holidays. Here's photos of us. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. And now we're going to move into stuff coming up this week. And this first one, I don't know about yet, but I really want to do it. Uh, maybe I need to change my plans. I think tomorrow I'm supposed to work a middle school basketball game. I can't Ooh. go there in an ugly sweater and already drunk, so I'm going to have to figure this out. I cannot. But <laughs> there is definitely an order to how the, you need to do that. Yes, but uh, we've got a beer crawl and an ugly sweater party coming to downtown. Yes, so the Young Professionals of Sumter are doing this. It's a first-time event. Um, it's kind of like Sip and Stroll if you've done that downtown where different businesses downtown hold stations and there's snacks and then there's a tasting of this time it's beer. Obviously, sip and stroll is wine. Um, but, yeah, so you go to each station throughout downtown and you can get a little bite to eat. And then you try a different type of craft beer. And this whole – and so, you know, you wear your ugly Christmas sweater, obviously, or your ugly holiday sweater. or, or um, I've got a great or ugly – Or your sweater and people think it's ugly. And then you say, <laughs> no, this is just what I wear. I have a great ugly Bengals sweater that nice. I think I can wear and people will right. appreciate just because they're terrible and the sweater is ugly as well. Right. So, <laughs> so just having the word bangles on it. Yes, that's that enough to make it ugly. Yeah. But it is ugly on top of that. There either. you go. It's ugly inside <laughs> and outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this thing ends at J.O. Grady's after hours. So, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about that new karaoke bar. Yeah, yeah. So it all ends there. So you get free cover if you have your wristband or if you – Buy your ticket to the beer crawl. Nice. And what time does it start? Six o'clock. And okay. you can you can get tickets early, but since we're already about there, um, you can register at J.O. Grady's the night of. So six to nine o'clock and yep. then to J.O. Grady's. And then the karaoke bar opens at nine. I definitely have time then. I can hit the middle school basketball and then I can get uh 
drunken my ugly sweaters. So. Right. Yeah. I don't All think. Right. Yeah. I don't and think. Maybe uh, sing some karaoke. Middle school basketball is a late night type of thing. No, I don't yeah. think so. It should be over early. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I can't wait to go. Not yeah, to middle school <laughs> basketball tomorrow. Instead It'll of be, drink, yeah, yeah. Instead so of drink beer and wear a sweater. Exactly. All right, and then also uh, the Fantasy of Lights are open. I was driving through downtown the other night and saw it, it looked beautiful down there. Yeah. Um. We love it now. I guess we're already 11 days or something into December, but um, yeah. at the beginning of the month, Fantasy of Lights opened. And so I, we've, ta- we've talked about this on here before, haven't we? I don't remember. I don't we think did. we have. Okay. Well, Fantasy of Lights at Swan Lake, it's an annual um, big Christmas light display. It's one of, if not the largest free display of Christmas lights in the state. And you drive through and you see all the lights. You can walk around on Fridays and Saturdays. Actually, this week is the last weekend, so this is even better. Um, if you want to see Santa and give him a letter and take a picture with him, go on this Friday or this Saturday from 6 to 8.30 or 6.30 to 8. I should have known that, uh, but go on our website 6 and to 8.30 sounds like it's probably Something right. like that, yeah. yeah. But Santa will be there at uh, Santa's Village at the Heath Pavilion, and there'll be hot chocolate and boiled peanuts and some other snacks being sold. Nice. You can meet Santa and run around all the Christmas lights. Um, parents can... Get their kids some; they can get some energy, you know, knocked out of them by just running around. So it's it, it's really cool to go and see it, and it's new. It, it's kind of different this year. Usually, it's around that horseshoe parking lot, that main parking lot off Liberty Street. But because there's construction going on still, they had to move it back to the Heath Pavilion. So there's but all the lights have been moved. So it's been pretty cool. If if you've been going for the past few years, um, and all the lights have been kind of in the same place, you know, in the past whatever couple decades um it's the same lights but they're all differently situated so Mm. you can kind of you know when you look at something for so long you kind of forget to see what they look like and seeing something in a different perspective is always good so i've I've heard people say that (laughs) that they're finding that you know the different characters and different um light setups that they feel like they've never seen before my suggestion to the what is it, young professionals of Sumter yes. is to try to find a way to combine the beer crawl and ugly sweater with the fantasy of lights. I want to do a beer crawl through the fantasy of lights. Like, like kind of like a haunted house, but like Christmas themed. But Christmas yeah. themed, yes, where I can drink and look at lights and have some uh, some hot chocolate afterwards yeah. as well. You know? Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> but, from one, from year one to year two. Exactly. That's year two. That. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, the uh, the last thing coming up this weekend, it looks like there is the uh, uh, free concert series at Port Jackson. It's actually not this weekend. I guess it's next week, Mon- next Monday and Friday. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're going to do some holiday favorites. I like uh, I like some of the names referenced there. Michael Buble and Mariah Carey. you got to mm-hmm. love uh, – every day I come in uh, this month, I've been coming into town listening to uh, Christmas uh, – Spotify Christmas list. And, and Buble and Mariah Carey is on every single one. That's right. <laughs> she actually just um, – um, that was another trivia question I did for Sumter today. She just entered the Guinness World Records book. She got she's that song has won a bunch <laughs> of titles, but she won some type of highest uh, holiday song to be on the charts or something like for that. for longest or something. Yeah. I, I bet. I mean, it's, that that album is song unreal. That, yeah, song that leaves your head or song that it takes the longest to leave your head. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this free concert series at Fort Jackson, it's the same concert. They're just doing it twice, um, on next Monday and then on Friday, December 20th, they both start at seven and it's featuring the 282nd army band. So they're going to be playing a bunch of holiday classics and music, um, 
Sounds awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's just the type of thing. Military I, I, and Christmas. 